Ladies and gents, boys and girls, Friday, February the 17th, 2023, welcome to opening day. We are live here on this Friday. Very excited to be chatting with each and every single one of you. I see Noah Johns, Stephen Boyle Jr., Xavier Travi, Chase Floyd, Brendan, Ethan, Ruin Nation, Gad, what's going on? Appreciate you all tuning in. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord. You see, in honor of opening day, we've got the Rowdy Rooster himself in the background. We're going to get my good friend Ben Upton of 11.7, the College Baseball Podcast, here on the show very, very shortly. Again, very excited to chat with you all. Thank you all so much for tuning in as we count down, guys. Opening day, first pitch, just under four hours away. Of course, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go down the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the pro. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can play anything and everything. College sports, pro sports, whatever you think, whatever you want. They have got it over at Price Picks. So again, go down the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to $100, be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Guys, I am fired up again. It's officially opening day. Very, very excited to get things rolling in this 2023 baseball season. So very excited. Again, we're going to have Ben Upton on here in just about two minutes, so the phone lines are closed. We will take your questions, your comments, and your calls as well. After Ben jumps out of here around 12.30, 12.35 or so, something like that. Again, really excited to chat with him and talk baseball, Yardcocks, SEC, uh, National College Baseball as well. Really, really looking forward to it. And again, I appreciate you all. So excited to share this opening day with you all. All the breakdowns are completed. The predictions have been made. Now it is time to get into it. And I'm very, very excited for it. And uh, looking forward to embarking on another fantastic season with you all. Again, I appreciate you all tuning in, your love, your support. Uh, very pumped to get Ben Upton in here. I'm trying to pull up their their top 25 or their picks, if you will. Let's see. It looks like both both Ben 
and Dimitri have picked Tennessee in the SEC to win the conference in the regular season, which I think is a solid pick, no doubt. Again, we'll get into that much, much more throughout the show. Todd Smith, what's up, my friend? Appreciate you as we see guys in on our opening day. We got the Michael Roth, the Tiger Killer, the all-time great. We got his jersey on today. Um, Again, appreciate you all. Really, really cool stuff. There's something special about opening day, man. It's different. It's different. It just hits different. And, uh, you know, obviously you guys know I love baseball, love Carolina baseball as a whole, but love the game. And and so excited to embark on another season of South Carolina baseball with you all. Four o'clock first pitch against UMass Lowell. Four o'clock first pitch against UMass Lowell. Panic Ritter, find some joy, slap dick. It's opening day. Find some joy, you slap dick. Love to see Panic Ritter in the chat. Death taxes and Panic Ritter panicking. It wouldn't be a Friday. It would not be a day ending in Y if Panic Ritter wasn't panicking. Appreciate that. Great stuff, as always, from Panic Ritter. Andrew, the text, whatever that says. Andrew, the textbook, I think it is. Happy opening day. What's up, man? Happy opening day to you as well. Happy opening day to each and every single one of you. Truly appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, Sean Wells, are you going to the game and tailgating? No, I am not. No, I am not. I am back in Greenville. Uh, we'll be watching the game from here. We're actually going to be watching the game in the Big Cock Club Discord in our hangout. So, guys, if you'd like to tune in to that, join the Big Cock Club today, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. Again, we'll be in there watching. It's basically like a Twitter spaces on steroids, right? Uh, because we'll have the game pulled up. We'll have all of our audio shared. We'll be talking, conversating. Game going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to try to do that for most of the baseball games this season. With that being said, guys, like I mentioned, in the spirit of opening day, very excited to chat with the man himself, my good friend, and someone that, guys, if you're buying stock in a company, in an entity, in a brand, 11.7, the College Baseball Podcast, the one to do so. Let's bring him in, Ben Upton, the host of 11.7, the College Baseball Podcast. Ben, what is up, my friend? Appreciate you taking the time, and happy opening day to you, sir. What's going on? Big Chris, man. Appreciate you for having me on. It's been a while. I think it's been two years since I've been on the show. Mm-hmm. But, um, hey, man, I just want to open up the, the show and just say thank you so much. Um, I know that none of your fans and none of your listeners know this, but – you actually played a big role in having 11.7 step up step up its game this year. Uh, you and I sat on the phone for a couple hours one day and uh, and really just talked it through and gave me the belief that we could do it, and uh, here we are now. So I appreciate you a lot, and I don't know if I've told you that face-to-face yet. Well, Ben, I appreciate you, man, and like I said, truly, I love you guys' work. I love folks that love college baseball, and I think what you guys are doing, obviously, is, uh, you know, there's other entities out there, but when I look at you guys, I see a lot of myself and kind of the way I broke into the Gamecock sphere and being, you know, breaking free of the traditional media mold, and that's not slight at all or shade on them, but just kind of bringing something different to the table, and, you know, like I mentioned, I, I mean it sincerely. Obviously, I'm in you guys' Discord and part of the Patreon, and um, I would buy stock in 11.7 right now. If it was a, if it was a thing to the moon, I would buy 11.7 stock immediately uh, because I think you guys are doing great things and I truly believe in you guys and what you're doing. And again, Ben, I appreciate you taking the time. Obviously, we had Dimitri on a couple of weeks ago, which was a lot of fun. Dimitri's a character. I, I know, obviously, I've listened to you guys' show, but getting to actually chat with him, he is incredible. 
Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we did not get to touch on his uh, his interactions with Ronald Acuna Jr. I did not know that at the time where I would have asked him, which is yeah, how cool awesome. was that? Yeah. This, this yeah, past pretty winter, wild. Got him on a swing and miss. I mean, I think I, I would forever like I would clip that five second thing and just pin that to my my Twitter forever. Like, you know how like some I, restaurants will have the TV screens in the corner just playing a continuous yeah. loop of stuff. That would be my house. <laughs> one corner yeah. of it would just be that just play. A swing and, and miss. Don't don't show the hit, but just that one swing and miss. Like I blew one by Ronald Acuna Jr. one time. I mean yep. that's something to hang your hat on, sure. Uh, anyways, Ben, like I said, man, I appreciate you taking the time. Happy opening day to you, sir. It's like Christmas for those of us that are that are diehard college baseball fans. Let's start, of course, with the Yardcocks. It's a big season for South Carolina baseball, man. There's just no other way to slice it. Year six, season five of Mark Kingston, obviously one of those years being the COVID year. So year six, season five. Gamecocks coming off of a historically bad season, Ben. I think the first time South Carolina had gone below 500 since like the mid-90s. I mean, this has been a tradition-rich program, right? When you look at what Ray Tanner did, really from starting in 1998 or 1999, all the way up until 2014, they did not miss the postseason I think every single one of those years, maybe just one they didn't, but I think all of those years, they won 40 or more games. Like, they were the standard in regards to consistency. And you you still look right now. I mean, the Gamecocks rank near the top in college baseball, wins since 2000, SEC wins since 2000, right up there. Isn't you know, that the crazy? They yeah. still, I think they have the most SEC wins since 2000, yeah, which is right. I think it's them or LSU, but it's like right, right. there. Right, it's one, neck. two, you're right. Yeah. Right, right at the top. So, I say all that to say, obviously, you know, I, I think sometimes it's interesting, you know, Ben, I, I listen to to some analysts out there, not to single them out, but I listen to some of the D1 baseball guys, and it's just interesting to hear some of these, you know, some of these analysts almost kind of throw shade at the Gamecocks fan base for having really high expectations. And, and to be fair, I know that sometimes they can get out of control, right? I mean, you're not yeah. going to make it to Omaha every year. It's just not possible, dude. It's so hard to get there, to win a national championship. I mean, it's incredibly hard but, uh, you know, last year obviously was a massive disappointment. And, you know, you look coming into this year, it's a huge year for Kingston and company. What do you just make of the South Carolina baseball program right now and uh, kind of just your, your overall outlook of them and the pressures that Mark Kingston faces coming into this season? Well, you just hit the nail on the head there. I was about to talk about the uh, – I mean, this is a really pressure-filled year for <laughs> Coach Kingston, not only because um, he hasn't really excelled yet as the head coach and following Ray Tanner – but the main thing is you look at the you know your biggest rival, Clemson, just had a huge splash hire in Eric Backage. And that puts a lot of pressure on on Mark Kingston to like not let Backage overtake what you know he's built up. So um that that alone, plus I mean, you look at the SEC schedule, South Carolina probably can compete with any team in the SEC right now on paper. I really do think they're a talented bunch, and um, you know, I think the team chemistry is there, but you you're going to find maybe one week in the season when you're playing a Kentucky or you're playing a Missouri and you have the opportunity to slip up and lose a series, which are crucial games, um, you know, getting into your playoff, I mean, your regional push. So to me, like I'm kind of teetering back and forth on South Carolina. Like, are they going to be this, the team that we know they can be? And I think that's what gets you guys excited is the potential this team has. It's like something to look forward to. Um, or are they going to be a huge disappointment maybe not even make the SEC tournament. Uh, you know, you have one or two injury bugs, and then boom, your whole season's over. Um, so it's it's exciting, but at the same time, it can be scary. <laughs> 
Yeah, you mentioned, Ben, too, the pressures because of what's up. We call them Clem Sucks on this show, by the way. I know. I love the merch. <laughs> hey, shout out to the merch. <laughs> I appreciate you. We got the Rowdy Rooster himself making an appearance yeah. in the background. But, uh, no, it's, it's you know, you talk about the pressures because of what the arch rival is doing. And, hey, you know, it's, it's interesting because in baseball, obviously, I mean, I, I hate that team in the upstate, but – there's almost this mutual respect between the programs because they've been a fantastic program too. I mean, oh, you, it's you the best of, rivalry in the game. Right, that's 100%. why it's the best. Yeah, that's why it's the best rivalry in college baseball. And I actually commended them for mm-hmm. making a move. Right, they fell short of expectations. I said, you know what, we're going to go out and get a guy, and I think Backage is a great hire. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's going to do there, but I think you know he was a hot name. He, he was a great hire for that program. You know, you talk about that, but also, you know, and I think it was the right move. But you take Monty Lee and you add him to your staff who just got fired from <laughs> your rival. Like, you know, it's interesting, Ben. Like, you look back incredible. at 2010. You look back at 2010. South Carolina lost two of three to the Tigers in the regular season, right? And it's a series in March. A series in March doesn't define your year. Because later that season, you go to Omaha and you beat them twice in Omaha. Everybody forgot about that series. You lost two out of three of them in the regular season. So, I, I don't want to put, you know, everything on that series. But, like, there's a lot of pressure on that rivalry series alone. Because it's like, you know, you revamp through the transfer portal. They've got a first-year coach, and you took their coach they just fired, and if you still fall to them, you know, I I just – I think Kingston needs to win some favor that weekend. I'll just say that because it's not going to be a good look. And you took three players from their team and added them to your roster through the portal. All of that, you consider all those things. I I, I just think it'll be a a real negative mark in a pivotal season for, uh, for Coach Kingston and company. No doubt, 100%. You know, but one of the things that I'm really excited about South Carolina is they really are trying to build a team immediately through the portal, which I respect. Um, They're not trying to wait around any longer. They're not trying to, you know, develop guys as freshmen, sophomore, junior, and take a a step back. You know, they went went out and got some big players out of the portal, which, um, you know, I'm excited about. You know, we we follow Southern Miss baseball quite, you know, Mm -hmm. one of the, I don't know, one of the teams we follow pretty heavily mm-hmm. and Will McGillis is a stud. I mean, he's someone that's going to be able to play second base for you guys immediately. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, Gavin Cassis, Cassis, uh, from Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. big time left-handed slugger. Uh, I think both of those pieces can really help you guys excel to the next level. Um, guys that are legitimate sec caliber players. Um, but I mean, it's, it's going to be tough, man. It's, mm-hmm. there's no easy weekend. Like there's not an easy weekend once conference play rolls around. Yeah, Ben, on that note, I definitely want to touch on that because Mark Kingston, you know, he was asked about it and, you know, he was he was very open about, hey, I'm good friends with Jim Schlossnagel and you look at what Texas A&M did last year and I feel like they're almost sort of the poster child for, you know, we're seeing it all across college football, right? This whole transfer portal madness and you and I both know, you know, transfers have been a thing forever in college baseball. Yeah. I mean, guy, it, the transfer portal is just what JUCO's always been, right? Like, That's guys, what I did. Yeah. right? It's, it's. <laughs> I mean, so like the transfer portal football, it's funny, like it's happening. It's like this has kind of been happening forever in baseball. Like, I don't think the portal is really going to make that much of a difference because again, it's just been happening forever. But uh, I mean, you look at the way that Texas A&M built their roster last year and the success they had. And everybody was kind of sitting there last year saying, "Hey, Schloss is a great coach, but there's a lot of new pieces. Is this?" really going to work is it going to be a swing and miss oh they're a top eight national seed they just go to Omaha and literally go from what nine and 21 in 2021 to they won the freaking SEC West last year so of course right copy paste Mark Kingston trying to do the same you're you're just overall thoughts in regards to you still have to recruit high school talent but your thoughts on the way that South Carolina is trying to sort of imitate what A&M did and do, do you think that's an effective strategy and also the Gamecocks by the way 
they're not the only ones. I mean, look at the number one ranked team in the country in the preseason, LSU. They tore up the portal. I mean, added and that's why they are ranked pieces. number one. Right. That's why. Right. I mean, not based off of last year's achievements, but what mm-hmm. they did in the portal immediately yeah. jumped them to number one. Um, but yeah, we've seen this. We've seen this happen the last two years in college baseball, where teams have really just said, "Hey, we're going to get our three or four main high school guys to sign the the letter of intent and come to campus." And the rest, we're going to wait until about April, May, June, see which which guys enter the portal. And uh, we're going to take from there because we know that those guys can already do it. And we see what we can develop with them. Uh, it's it's really cool and fascinating for me you know, as being a Division One transfer. Because um, at the time, you know, five years ago, you had to sit out a year or you had to go to junior college. This year, I mean, Tommy White went from being the best freshman to ever play the game uh, to leaving that school and moving over to – probably one of the biggest fan bases in college baseball and LSU. So yeah, it's, it's interesting, but like I mentioned earlier, South Carolina did it right. You know, you're in year six, Mark Kingston got to win. Now you got to don't wait around for these freshmen to develop. You don't have 20 games to play with in the beginning of the year to have these guys figure out where you're going to play them and where you're going to hit them in the order. Uh, You got to figure out now. So he did, he did the right thing there. Great momentum coming. Mm -hmm. Sticking with the transfers, because where that was most heavily felt, Ben, was the lineup. And that's the big question with this team, right? We'll get into the pitching in just a second, but mm-hmm. can the Gamecocks hit? I mean, I think over the course of the Kingston era, the pitching for the most part has been there. It's just been the lack of swinging the sticks. And, and I talked to Dimitri about this, and I think he made a great point. Is like, yeah, we can sit here and just – you know, praise the pitching in the SEC, and it's and it's elite, right? Let's not mm-hmm. get a twist. I mean, it's it's basically major league arms on a weekend and weekend out basis. Even the teams at the bottom of the conference are are rolling out guys throwing ninety five, ninety. I mean, ninety five is a new eighty five. I feel like everybody throws. That's what it is. Yeah, it ain't even yeah. a big deal. Everybody throws ninety five. But um, you know, Dimitri made the point. Other teams are hitting. <laughs> like there are other teams that are figuring out how to hit. And how to score runs. And I don't think anybody's asking South Carolina this year to be like what Tennessee was last year. But hitting 220 in SEC play is just not going to get it done. Your, your, your do overall that. thoughts, again, they've, they've reloaded the lineup. And I think what's so interesting, you know, you mentioned McGillis. I think he's going to be in the opening day lineup today. Castles will be in the opening day lineup. You know, you mentioned like Jacob Compton, uh, mm-hmm. Caleb Denny from Oral Roberts, who's a nice pickup. I think he's in the opening day lineup today as well. But uh, you got some nice returning pieces as well. Evan Stone, Carson Hornung, mm-hmm. Talmaj Lecroy, Cole Messina is going to be in the mix. Braylon Wimmer, of course. Wimmer. It took me that long to, yeah, to mention him. He could, be a, yeah, he could be a guy, could have an All-American type season. But, uh, you know, you're, you're just overall thoughts on this lineup. Because like you mentioned, on paper, and you look at the transfers, and on one hand, Ben, I'm, 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 I'm very optimistic. And my expectations are very high. Because you look at these guys, their resumes, and you say, man, there, there's a lot of promise there. But I also feel like, too, on the other side, I'm like, I've seen this movie before. Like, I've seen South Carolina bring in, and I hate to to pick on him, but I've seen him bring in a Kevin Madden last year from Virginia Tech, who hit, like, yeah. 330 in Blacksburg, and last year he just disappears. <laughs> he hit, like, yeah. 240. Like, what wasn't happened? Wasn't even good. So, wasn't right? Good. I mean, so, and it's just like, so it's hard to wrap your brain around that. I mean, you're just, you're just overall thoughts. I mean, again, I think you and I agree they have talent, but it just all comes down to hitting for this ball club. Yeah, and, and, it, and it comes down to – at the end of the day, just is manufacturing runs, scoring runs any way, any way you can. When it comes to a Friday night and it's a two-to-one ball game in the seventh, you're down. you got to find a way for somebody to get a big hit, someone to get on base. And, like, you can win games that way. I mean, Vanderbilt was doing it for the longest time, um, you know, up until, like, I mean, they still do it. They don't try to outslug teams. Mm-hmm. But what you're, what you're really going to have to put pressure on, and, and it's kind of plays with the offense, 
is South Carolina's defense wasn't great last year either. And so when you're giving up more runs than you're man- manufacturing, and the pitching staff was great, but when you're literally giving them runs through errors or boneheaded plays on the field, they're hard to make up if you don't have that explosive offense to come back from. So if you can level out the defensive play uh, from last year, which I think they finished almost dead last in the SEC in fielding percentage, uh, and then you can also increase the, the slugging percentage and the run scored, I mean, that alone is going to win you an extra four or five games just like that, just by increasing those two things. Ben, kind of off the wall question here. What, what, what's your overall take on just the offensive approach in college baseball? Maybe just baseball as a whole, because, you know, I think back to when it really started to shift. And at least for me, I, I just I'll never forget the video of Josh Donaldson. I think he was on the Blue Jays, but he was mm-hmm. doing one of those like MLB network, like hitting things. And he said, we don't get paid to hit singles. Like, I'm hitting yeah. bombs, right? And, like, and yeah. it was like, and so that's the motto now. You know, fans complain a lot. I mean, look, we look back at the 2021 Gamecocks with Brady Allen and Wes Clark and, and those bashers. And, you know, it was, it was feast or famine, right? It was home run or nothing. And I was like, you know, I know it's frustrating, but that's not just a South Carolina thing. Like, everybody's trying to hit bombs. Gone are the days of, of bunting and station to station and hitting. I mean, when's the last time you saw a hit and run, Ben? Well, who hit and runs anymore? Years. Who's hitting and running? Years. Your, your thoughts on just like what the game is now? Do, do you think there's going to be a swing back into a premium of of speed? And I mean, look, you hey, you look at UMass Lowell this weekend, who South Carolina's playing. I thought it was crazy. They've got a kid, Jacob Humphrey. He went 46 of 47 last year in stolen bases. Really? The game, wow. The game he got thrown out one time, he stole four bases in that game. I think he got thrown out trying to get his fifth stolen base. They stole 137 bags last year, which was good enough, I think, for sixth in college baseball. So it'll be a test for the Gamecocks catchers this weekend. But you're just overall thoughts on, like, the offensive approach, not just South Carolina, but across the game of baseball. Right. I mean, it comes down to now Now we have these things like hit tracks and we have uh, Yakertech, which sponsors 11.7. Uh, but you have these analytical-based, like, laser systems that can tell you your launch angle, your exit velocity, and everything. And when you're in the cages, are, are the you Ben? Are you are you a fan of it? Because I, I know yeah. I've talked to some I've talked to yeah. some old heads. They're like, I know if I've got a good curveball or not. I don't need to see the spin. Listen, rate, but... I, I wish I would have had it back then <laughs> right, because right. I'm, I'm in the cage, right. you know, taking 200 hacks a day in the off season, not knowing what's good and what's not yeah. good, and what's where I'm putting my hands, like how how I'm hitting the ball or leg kick versus no leg kick. You can actually see the data in front of you and say, okay, well, I'm hitting the ball harder and in the air when I'm doing this versus this, I'm going to stick at this and become a master at this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I think it's the fastest way to get yourself looked at as, as far as a uh, professional scout looking at you. Cause they look at those numbers too. And, um, but I guess to go back to answer your question, the college baseball is not going to go back to the, the bunting and hit and run um, era that we, we saw in 2011 through 20, let's call it 2019. Um, Because 2019 was when they really started juicing the baseballs and the BB core labels are now uh, a little bit softer. Like you can you can get a little bit more bounce off of your bat than what you used to versus those red and silver Rawlings bats that you guys were using in 2011 that were just duds. Um, But you still want a national championship doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I mean, this is this is going to turn into a more power. I mean, college baseball is going to turn into a power sport, both on the mound and in the box. So, and it's exciting. I think it's going to bring a lot more attention to the game. And that's kind of what, what the NCAA wants right now is, mm-hmm. you know, more eyeballs on this product. 
it's just so crazy, man, watching like SEC baseball on, on a weekend in, weekend out basis. And then you watch like the Braves, for example. And I'm like, this SEC team is trotting out guys who are throwing harder than the Braves bullpen. Right. Like, right. I mean, it's not all about velo, but you're just like, holy. This I game mean, is different now than when I we, mean, you when had we a guy at Tennessee play. throwing 104 last year. Like, threw that, the second hardest pitch recorded <laughs> in history behind Aroldis right. Chapman. Right. It's nuts. <laughs> Right. It's insane. And, and speaking of pitching, getting back to the Yardcocks, Ben, when, when you talk about this team and I think why so many are high on this group and optimistic. And I mean, again, you, you look and I'm almost been been I've been a little bit surprised at some of the hype the Gamecocks have gotten just because they had such an abysmal year last year. D1 baseball ranks them in their preseason top 25. I know you guys are high on them as well. But uh, the pitching's a big reason, right? You got yeah. Will Sanders headlining the rotation. He'll go today, obviously. Been projected as a first-round draft pick by many scouts out there. You got Noah Hall on Saturday, who, who was absolutely electric in SEC play last mm -hmm. year. And then Jack Mahoney on Sunday, who's finally healthy again. And I'll tell you this, Ben, I don't know how much you've gotten to watch him, but I, I'd put him up against any Sunday guy in the SEC in regards to velo, right. in regards to movement, the wipeout slider he has. And then you look at the bullpen and the way they bolster it. And you got real pitching depth this year, obviously – Knock on wood, fingers crossed, you stay healthy. But you got Matthew Becker, Cade Austin. Uh, you pick up Nick Proctor from Cal. Um, you know, the list goes on and on of quality options. James Hicks, I didn't even mention. Mm -hmm. Eli yeah. Jerzenbeck and a Jerzenbeck electric could freshman. Be an absolute stud, yeah. Yeah, might, might be a weekend guy by the end of the mm -hmm. season. I think he's probably in line to be like your next. He's going to be groomed to probably be the next Friday right. night guy in South Carolina. So, Again, when it comes to this team, it's all about pitching. You need elite pitching to make a run, and the Gamecocks certainly have it. What do you like about this staff overall? I mean, I like the depth compared to last year. Um, of course, injuries played a toll last year, but anytime you can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Will Sanders on a Friday night, uh, I mean, you, you trot him out there, you can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody. It, it's not even a question. He's, in my opinion, off the top of my head, top five pitcher in college baseball. He'll, he'll be a top five pitcher drafted this year possibly even number one overall if he has a really good year. He's everything you want as a scout, you know, somebody that has command, can throw the ball up in the zone with with great velocity. And he's kind of got the the Justin Verlander velocity that's, you know, late, just rise in action. It's tough to hit, man. He's so tall and lanky too. Um, but, I mean, you go out there and you win, let's just say half of your SEC Friday night games. That puts you ahead of schedule. I mean, if he wins half of his starts on Friday night against everybody else's best, you're way ahead of schedule. You're going to win more than half of your Saturday games. You're going to win probably more than half of your Sunday games. So right there, you're looking at above 500 record. Um, and, and that's very promising here for the Gamecocks. Ben, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what I told Dimitri, and I'm curious to get your reaction. Will Sanders was asked what his goal was for this season. 12 wins is what he said. So <laughs> hey, he's got to get some run support for that. <laughs> <laughs> that and I tell you what, if he has a 12 win season, the yard cocks are the talk of college baseball. I'll just hey, listen, I, I, I'd <laughs> gladly accept that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, Ben, looking at the SEC as a whole, you know, obviously, I think LSU and Tennessee, uh, those are the two teams everybody is talking about, but. This league is so incredibly deep, man. I mean, you just go down the list of, of teams. I mean, the SEC West is just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. if you want to know how deep the West is, Ole Miss, weren't they picked to finish like fourth? And they won yeah. the national championship last year. Fourth I know they lost a lot of guys, but still, you think of how crazy that is. Um, you know, again, it's the, best, it's the best conference in all of college baseball. Your just overall thoughts on how you think the SEC will shake out. Is it as simple as – you know, LSU, Tennessee, as we know, Ben, it just never goes that way, right? I mean, look at mm -hmm. last year. 
I would still sit here and tell you, and, and to the distaste from a lot of Gamecock fans, I mean, Tennessee was the best team in college baseball last year. No doubt. No question. There's no question. But the the hot, cold, hot theory that I've heard you guys talk about, they just got cold at the absolute worst time. They and were I said that hot, all hot, year. hot, 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 then right. cold. It wasn't it about, for them, you know, I, I said it all year. It's like, it's not about are they the best team, and they are. It's are they playing their best baseball when it matters the most. And they didn't. So when you look at the conference as a whole, I know you guys like Tennessee a lot. You guys have both picked mm -hmm. Tennessee to win the conference. And I actually do agree with you. I think them not necessarily having the target on their back is going to help because baseball is already such a tough game. And so when you add manufactured pressure to it, there's already tons of pressure, but you add manufactured pressure of like being number one, all mm -hmm. the expectations, like literally what LSU is going through or what Tennessee went through last year, it makes it even tougher. So, Thoughts on the league? I know you like Tennessee. Are there any other teams out that you kind of look at and you think could be teams that either make noise throughout the league season, the conference season, I should say, or even in the postseason as well, and maybe be kind of a surprise Omaha team, if you will? Right. No, exactly. And one thing I want to do, I'm going to touch on here first. Tennessee last year invited that, that, that pressure. They invited oh, they the target on their back. They wanted it. You've noticed this year they've taken a huge step back, and it's come from the leadership position and, and Tony Vitello. He's taken a huge step back. Do you so think they'll be, be? Do you think they'll be as cocky as they were last no, year? No, no shot. You don't think so. You don't think they're no. going to be that like hated team? That no, nope. okay. Nope, not at all. I think a lot of those pieces got drafted in the first and second yeah. round. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I, I mean, I I don't like calling this team a sleeper, but the the Florida Gators are going to be an absolute Titanic team this year, and people aren't talking about them. Wyatt Lankford could easily win the Golden Spikes. He hit like twenty seven home runs last year, and just under the radar. Um, I think he's coming back better. And then their weekend rotation is, is nasty as well. Um, Coach Soli down there, he's finally gotten a lot of community support with building a brand new stadium. Uh, people started showing up to games last year. It's a different culture down there in Gainesville. And, and you just look at it. Five, six years ago, they won a national championship. Everybody tends to forget about. So I don't want to call them a sleeper because I think they're that talented. Um, but they're definitely somebody that I think could win a national championship this year. And then you look at the national landscape, landscape, and you know what I love about you guys is you guys give love to the mid-majors, right? You guys actually have mid-major power rankings, and you've got East Carolina number one, who I actually uh, picked them this morning. I think they're going to go to Omaha. I think uh, Coach Godwin, I think he finally gets it done. Um, I would not be surprised to see the Pirates there. But but you guys give love to the mid-majors, and, and I just say that because you look at like this weekend, and there's some great – mid-major matchups and, and mm -hmm. some of the different conferences, some of the different tournaments. But you look at the national landscape, your overall thoughts. I mean, again, LSU's the darling. They're the favorite. The SEC's the best. But do you see anybody else making some noise? Maybe a West Coast team like an Arizona, mm -hmm. a Stanford, maybe like a Miami, an ACC team, a Florida State maybe with a first-year head coach and a link, Jared. Just overall, the national college baseball landscape, you know, biggest storylines, things you're most excited to see this season. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you guys um... – Three teams that if you want to sound smart at the end of the year, you jump on these teams early. One, East Carolina. If East, And I've said this three times in like the last 12 hours um, on one other radio show and then also the podcast. If, if you let East Carolina get to Omaha and finally break through, they're going to win the whole thing. They're going to win the whole thing. Um, don't let them in Omaha. Beat them in a Super Regional again. Beat them in a Regional. But this is one of the more talented teams they've had. Coming off last year, a super regional, um, you know, devastating loss to Texas. Love East Carolina. Um, a team out west, nobody's talking about Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon has some absolute dudes over there. Um, 
so Jack Wilson, former MLB player, his son, Jacob Wilson, might be the number one overall pick this year. He's a shortstop at Grand Canyon. He's the best mid-major product we've seen since Kyle Lewis from Mercer in 20, uh, 2016. He's somebody that can absolutely change the game, not only with his bat, but with his glove and with his legs. Uh, and then they have their, they're returning their Friday night guy who I think won 10 or 11 games last year. They're a team that they, they match up really well against anybody. And uh, so I, I'm expecting high things like maybe a super regional berth from Grand Canyon. And then last but not least, I think Florida State is being slept on the most out of anybody in the country. They go and get the biggest hire in the offseason, bigger than Eric Backage at Clem Sucks. Um, they go get Link Jarrett. <laughs> they go get Link Jarrett, who's, my, in my opinion, a top two or three coach in the country. And uh, they get him from Notre Dame. And he comes in and his strengths, because I played against Link Jarrett when he was at UNCG while I was at Mercer. They hit the ball. Everybody, one through nine, hits the ball hard and in the gaps. He did the same thing at Notre Dame. And they play defense. What is Florida State lacking this year? Offense and defense. They have three, like a three-headed horseman in the weekend rotation, three guys that pitch for Team USA. They're, They're set there on the pitching side. If he can come in in these eight months since he's been on campus and develop hitters, develop good defense, I mean, shoot, that's everything you want in a national champion. So, um, those three teams are really going to make some noise this year. And then on top of that, I already touched on Florida. Um, but those four teams, I think, are being slept on quite a bit. Meanwhile, like teams, Wake Forest and Maryland and everybody are getting these spotlights that I don't think they've quite deserved yet. Rake Forest? Rake yeah. Forest. <laughs> I think I think Rake – I'm going to make a hot take here. I think Rake Forest will be the biggest disappointment this season. I think they're going to get beat up pretty bad in the ACC. On that note, Ben, because I do feel like Tennessee sort of came out of nowhere last year. Who do you maybe have your eye on you think could be that type of team this year that sort of just – because they – and I'll tell you this too. I know they were very hateable, right? But they were a oh, great story for college baseball. Big I mean, they they, oh they brought so much attention to the game. But is there a team you look out there that you think could could shock and, and, and take college baseball by storm, if you will? That's interesting. I, I would say it would it would have to be a team – now, I don't know if any team's going to start 33-1 and one, uh, like, like Tennessee did. I don't think that Crazy. will happen for a while. If there is a team, it would be LSU. Um, but, you know, a team that could just come out of the gates hot and start off, like, with an incredible resume, teams like TCU or Vanderbilt, uh, they both play really hard non-conference schedules. Um, Florida State's another team that comes to mind that could – and their schedule's a little softer, but um, they could come out of the gates hot. Uh, I, I don't know if there's going to be a surprise team – like Tennessee this year, I, I just can't, I can't put my, yeah, I can't put my finger on it. Mm, for sure, you wanted me and, to say South Carolina, didn't you? Ah, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't mind it. Hey, be bold, why not? I'd love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell you this with this team, and like I said, my my expectations are high, my hopes are high. I, I look at this roster and I say, if this team doesn't win, it's not because there's a lack of talent. Right. I am just skeptical because I've watched the Mark Kingston era and there's just unfortunately nothing concrete that I can point to and say, well, this is why we're going to hit. Mm-hmm. If this team hits 270, they might go to Omaha. That's, That's how good the I'm pitching saying. is. Truly. That's what so, I'm saying, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think it's, you know, Ben, we've talked a lot about it, but in my opinion, you know, we you normally don't put a bunch of weight and emphasis on – the non-conference or the midweek games. But I, I just – I think it's so important for beginning today 
that South Carolina get hot, stay hot, swinging the sticks. Because as you know, man, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, I've talked to guys that played on the 10, 11, 12 teams for South Carolina, and they're like, we looked at the non-conferences like, this is a night to boost my stats. Yeah. This is where you really boost. Because you're going to face the best of the best in the SEC. And it's like, to me, Ben, you know, and I don't want to overreact, because baseball is a long season, right? You can get hot, and all of a sudden the narrative changes. But if you're not hitting 300 when you get to SEC play as a ball, like that to me is a bad sign. You're That's in trouble. Bad, yeah. yeah. You're in trouble. Because <laughs> you're you're your average isn't going to go up. When you, when you face SEC pitching. <laughs> no uh, doubt. Yeah. Ben Upton at 11.7. I appreciate you taking the time. Ben, uh, do me a favor. Plug 11.7 where everybody can check it out. I know you guys have a new website as yep. well. You've got the Patreon. Let everybody know just how they can find your content when the podcast drops, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. So we do two podcasts a week. Uh, we release it Friday morning or late Thursday night. And then that's going to preview the weekend. And then late Sunday night. After the weekend's over, we'll recap the weekend, kind of preview the midweeks. So twice a week, you can find us on 11.7.com. Um, you, you can also follow us on Twitter at 11.7. That's where we do a majority of our work. And uh, and yeah, we're just trying to grow the game of college baseball, make it a little bit more entertaining. And uh, Chris, man, I really do appreciate you for having me on. And, and thanks for everything you did for me in the offseason. Absolutely, Ben. You're the man. Again, y'all go check out 11.7, the College Baseball Podcast. Dare I say, the best college baseball podcast on the internet, for sure. Ben, looking forward to a fantastic season, my friend. I know we'll yeah. talk again soon. Thank you so much for the time. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Absolutely, man. You too. Great stuff from our friend Ben Upton of 11.7, the College Baseball Podcast. Really, really good stuff, guys. Hey, we'll go ahead and jump into a quick break. And on the other side... We're going to open up the phone lines. I want to hear from you as we celebrate opening day here on TDC. Your questions, your comments, your calls, and more on the other side of the break. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls as well. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Friday, opening day, February the 17th, 2023. Again, the phone lines are open. I do want to hear from you as we get you ready for first pitch, 4 o'clock today at Founders Park. Gamecocks take it on UMass Lowell in game one of a three-game set. Very, very excited for what is to come. And again, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Your love and support of the Spurs Up show of the Daily Crow. Really, really excited for what is to come. Again, I know there's already a couple college baseball games going on right now. Um, so, yeah, want to hear from you, your thoughts on opening day. Uh, James Kendall, ready to shed a tear at the first crack of a bat. Indeed, James. Brian Dean, Chris, what time are you leaving out? Brian, I'm not going to the game today. I'm not going to be there for opening day. We will be watching the game in the Big Cock Club Discord. I will be back on the home front creating content, doing the thing. Um, I don't know when I'll get down for my first game. I'm not exactly sure when that will take place. Maybe next weekend. But uh, just wanted to watch the game at my leisure today. Uh, obviously, we're an hour and a half away from Columbia being up here in the upstate. So, didn't really feel like making the trip. I'll be totally honest with you. So, uh, I, I will let you guys know when when I'll be heading to Founders Park, just when that'll be happening. I know I know many of you are probably surprised to hear that, but, uh, you know, I used to live right down the street from uh, Founders Park no longer, so I will not be ne at nearly as many games as I used to be. All right, let's go ahead and jump to the phone lines. Oh, and he hung up. All right, don't know what happened there. 
Skyland trying to call in. Skyland, if you want to call back. Not sure what happened, my guy. You hung up too quickly. You hung up too quickly. Um. Anyways, let's see. Ryan Dean says, we got to play small ball. He also says, I was never one for women's college basketball, but after seeing the passion the late Pat Summit had when she coached at Tennessee, got me liking women's basketball. Carolina, before Dawn Staley, was a doormat, getting beat by 30 to 35 points a game. But once Dawn got here, she built Carolina from the floor up. And now we're a powerhouse. Thank you, Dawn Staley. Thank you, Dawn Staley, indeed. James Kennel says, I think a trip to Charleston when they come to Joe Riley is in order. Maybe so, James. Maybe so. Maybe so. It'll depend on the uh, the schedule and what's going on, but I, I I would love to do so. I've never been to Joe Riley Ballpark. All right, let's get him on. Skyland, what's up, man? Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas, man. Happy opening day. What's up? Happy opening day. How are you today? Dude, I'm doing fantastic, man. Excited for first pitch. You know, it's uh, it's kind of one of those deals, man, sort of how I feel when the, when the football season starts, really any season, is that just, you know, we've done all the breakdowns, we've We've made all the predictions. We, we've made all our projections, and now it's just time to, you know, just see what happens, man. So I, I'm excited. I'm very, very pumped. The only question I have is, is do the Gamecocks dominate? Do they dominate this weekend? Indeed. Indeed, yeah. I mean, I, I talked about it yesterday, man. I think it's important. I think it's important to get off to a hot start. And, I mean, I, I know baseball – you know, a win is a win is a win, but, I, you know, you, you need to swing the sticks, man, bottom line. If you, if you can't hit uh, – if you can't hit UMass Lowell pitching, right, not going to be a good time, so. Right. I still think you should uh, – as South Carolina, you should dominate teams like this. If you don't dominate them and win in a uh, orderly fashion, then something's wrong. Yeah. I mean, again, I was just talking about it with Ben Upton at 11.7. Just, you know, if, if you're not hitting – Above 300, right, heading into SEC play, that's a bad sign because your average isn't going to go up, right, when you face SEC pitching. It's just not. So, um, you know, I'm, I'll tell you this, Skyler, what I'm excited to see today is Mark Kingston talked a lot about in the preseason, as we all know. Uh, there's a lot more left-handed bats in this lineup than there have been the last couple of years, and, and I think which is a great thing, right? I think Founders Park is a park that you could argue is built for left-handed hitters. I mean, it really is with the way the wind blows out the right field and – I don't know why South Carolina hasn't put a premium on getting left-handed sticks, but they do have them this year. But you face the lefty, Keyvan, from uh, from UMass Lowell today. So I just wonder how that alters the lineup, if alters it at all. And, uh, I mean, we all know Kingston. They love to play the matchups. I think sometimes he overthinks it, obviously, but uh, they do love to play the matchups. So I'm just curious to see what the lineup will look like today because of the lefty starting. It may look much different than what we had projected, but uh, – you know, either way, excited for opening day, man. Opening day is really, really special for many reasons. And, um, you know, excited to see a big win today as well. Most definitely. Uh, I do think the game caught sweet. I think we, we we need to win in orderly fashion to give people hope or give me hope for sure. Uh, even if we win and we struggle, uh, I don't want this non-conference and full fans if you struggle with non-conference, you're definitely going to have a bad year in conference play. Yeah. Because we have yeah. such a weak non-conference schedule. Yeah, I mean, that's no doubt. That's no doubt. Yeah, it's, it's – I mean, there's there's no excuse to struggle in non-conference play this season. There's absolutely no excuse. I mean, the, the, the non-conference slate, I think, is as manageable as you could have asked for. You know, Clem Sucks has got a first-year head coach. I, I mean – 
you know, it, it's it's as it's as gettable as you could have asked. And and if you struggle in non conference play, I mean, it goes without saying, man, you're gonna you're gonna have a guess, a really tough year. It goes back to what I told you. We play twenty six non conference games, and you play fifteen. You play thirty ACC games. Mm-hmm. I I I just I just hope you you go. You know, you you win six. You you lose only six of those non conference games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, and you win. You know, because if you only lose six of the the twenty six non conference games, you're twenty. You're nineteen and you're nineteen and six, right? Twenty and six. Uh, and if you win thirteen to fifteen SEC games, that puts you right there at the 34 win marks. Right. So winning non conference games was a brutal SEC schedule because I saw no offense. To you and your predictions, I, uh, we're, we're just like a game or two off from the SEC prediction because we got the LSUs and the Tennessee and the Floridas and the Arkansas and the Mississippi State and the Vanderbilt to play. Mm-hmm. We, we got some hard pitchers to face. If our, if our hitters are struggling versus our pitching, great. That means that's great for our pitching. But also, they got studs like we got too. Mm-hmm. No so, doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Looking forward to, again, a big win today. And anytime we get to watch Will Sanders toe the rubber, I think it's an exciting day for sure. So, are you going to be out there, uh, I'm assuming? Uh, no. Uh, no, okay. Uh, don't be surprised if the first first couple of games are only by home plate for you. Usually it's like that. Right. Uh, but hashtag swing it. That's all I got to say. Swing it. Hashtag swing it. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. Indeed. Very Go excited for it. To all Gamecocks fans and good luck to all Gamecock players. I talked to Colbert Cena last night for a few hours and he seems ready to go. He just told me some stuff and uh, uh, he's decided to be behind the dish. Uh, but with the lefty today, he said he feels like that there's a possibility that he'll be at first and Cassius will be out. He doesn't know yet, but he said don't be surprised. Okay. Yeah, lineup should come out, what, about an hour and a half for first pitch, right, normally? Usually, that's an hour, hour, hour. and a half. <clears throat> okay, so about, about 2.30 or 3 o'clock, we should have a yeah, we should have an opening day lineup. Yeah, we should don't be surprised, day. since we're facing a lefty, we just want to see heavy right-handers today, you know? Right. So, he, he feels like maybe Lee Croy gets to the knob behind the dish and and he moves to uh, first today. That's what he feels like. But that doesn't mean he knows because he also told me the lineup hasn't been released yet and Keaton hasn't put it on the wall. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'm excited, man. Like I said, it's uh, opening day special. Promise of a new season. And, um, you know, the expectations are what they are in Columbia, man, for the Yardcocks. It's, uh, you know, this program needs to get back to Omaha immediately. So, it's uh, excited to see what happens. If you swing the bat and you hit the ball, you got the pitching to do it this year. Yeah. Back up your pitching, play good defense, have fun as a team, and you'll be just fine to get the Omaha this year, I believe. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Skyline, I appreciate it, man. Always a pleasure. Right. And uh yeah, looking forward to a great season, my man. Happy opening day. Enjoy your games. Yeah, man. You too. Appreciate it. Bye bye. All right, brother. Take care. Great stuff again from Skyline. Uh, appreciate him calling in, guys. Phone lines are open, 843 And, again, like I mentioned, man, opening day opening day special, 
right? Again, it's it's about the promise of a new season. And I know I write the article every year, Hope Springs Eternal for South kind of football. But it's different. It, it's different when it comes down to, the, to baseball. And I've talked about this before that, you know, South kind of baseball, it is the one men's sport on campus where there are real championship level expectations year in, year out. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. It's just the reality, right? Because even with football, you look at football, and, and, and I love football. We all love college football. But realistically in football, there's what, five or six teams maybe that can compete and win a national championship. Even with expanding the playoff, like maybe there's seven or eight teams that can realistically, they've got the roster to go all the way and win a national title, right? Outside of that, everybody else is just playing for a nice bowl game. That's not the case in baseball, right? That's not the case in baseball. There is a true, what opening day brings is a hope and an optimism that this group of guys, these dudes, they'll be the ones that take us all the way. And we also have that level of optimism and that level of hope because we've done it before. We've won a national championship on the diamond, and it wasn't that long ago. Right, We have the tradition. This is a great program. South kind of baseball speaks for itself. And, and you just come into a season with, again, those dreams of, man, if, if we get hot and a couple of things come together and a couple of things click, look at Ole Miss last year, a, a dream type of season. They're the last team to get into the field of 64, and they win the whole freaking thing. Man. How, how can you not be romantic about baseball? That's just one of the things. That's one of the things that makes it so special and uh, I enter that way today. Opening day is special, man. The, the, the crack of the bat, the pop of the mitt, the smell of the leather. Uh, you know, it, it's seeing old friends again, those that, that are diehard fans just like you at the yard, getting back out to the yard and the, the sounds and, and, and the, the sights of college baseball and being in a packed Founders Park and, and uh, you know, going through a 56 regular season schedule together with people and, and, and just enduring the year that is, right? All the highs, all the lows, the adversities, uh, what have you. So really, really excited, man. Looking forward to it going through another season. And uh, this will be a bit of a different season for me, you know, not living in Columbia. It'll be the first time the Gamecocks have, have, have taken the diamond that I have not lived in Columbia since uh, the spring of 19, I guess, right? So um, it'll be different not being there at every single game, but I'm actually really looking forward to doing different things with content, providing content at an elite level. I'll be able to do that more so being on the home front. Uh, also, we'll have live stream watch-alongs. We'll do the watch-alongs in the Big Cock Club Hangout, the Discord. If you guys want to join again, you're more than welcome. going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited for, again, the, what, what, the promise, what the promise of a new season brings, right? Because there's a lot of talent on this club. There is. There's a lot of reason to be optimistic, right? And this is a big year for South Carolina baseball because I, I think, again, it's going to go one way or the other, right? This program's going one way or the other. Either Mark Kingston's going to prove us all wrong and show us he's the long-term answer for this program, and he's going to surprise, or he's not. And change will be warranted. And I think change will come. So it, it, it's a it's a massive year for South Carolina baseball. And, um, you know, I'm excited. I, I, I would be lying to you guys if I told you I wasn't a little – I'll say this. This is as skeptical as I've been coming into a season in, in quite some time. You know, last season, I don't know that it broke me completely, 
But last season took its toll on me. It, it, it did. Last season really took its toll in regards to, I, I just never thought what we saw last year, what South Carolina baseball became last year. I never thought it was possible. I just really never thought it was possible. So, you know, I, I, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for the season. You know, there's no guarantees. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do think there's going to be some frustrating moments. I, I just flat out, I think there are. Um, but I am also, with that being said, optimistic as well and hopeful and, and, and think that, uh, you know, if some things click offensively, if some things click offensively or just click in general, this is no doubt a group that can get, that can make a deep run and uh, can surprise us all and and uh, you know who knows who knows what could happen again eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven guys I want to hear from you your questions comments calls appreciate you all tuning in again eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That's eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven here on this Friday. Austin Greer should be undefeated going into the Clemson series. Anything else is a disappointment in my mind. I mean, that's 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 fair. Um, I mean, I, I'd be thrilled with that, Austin. You know, could I see us losing a game? Yeah, I could. I mean, it's baseball, man. I, I mean, what we would be we would be starting ten. I think we'd be starting eleven and zero going into. The Clemson sucks here. So, I mean, if, if we're 10 and one, did, did, did we fail? I, I don't think so. I mean, it's baseball. But uh, yeah, I mean, you should be able to, you know, feature a pretty solid record, Austin, going into that series. No, Stone Blanton is not playing. Stone Blanton is not playing. Um, Stone Blanton is not playing. He suffered that shoulder injury against Georgia in the football season. And I think they just want him to focus on football this spring. It's kind of unfortunate. I was looking forward to seeing Stone Blanton on the diamond, but, uh, you know, football's king. So, <laughs> I think that, you know, and I think for Stone Blanton, too, when you, when you weigh the, you know, what he's got on the line this year on the football. And, and here's the thing. Baseball's just not really a game where Stone Blanton can go play football all fall. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to pick up the bat and, you know, do the baseball thing. It's like, mm, you know, to win a job, you probably need to play more you know, you need to to actually practice and be out there with the guys. So, you know, it's it's in theory, you know, you love the thought of playing both sports, and it, but it's extremely hard. I mean, it takes a special kind of athlete to play to play both sports and play them at a high level. But no, Austin Stone Blanton not playing again. He su- he suffered that shoulder injury in the fall, and um, I think they don't want to risk anything. But uh, I think a lot of it comes down to as well that. You know, this is a big year for Stone Blanton. I mean, he's going to be our guy right in the middle. He's going to be our, our starting middle linebacker. He's going to be our leader at the linebacker position. And so, you know, I, I think it's a really big year for him. And I think with that being said, I think it makes sense that he's deciding to to focus primarily on um, primarily on football. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out for him. But, uh, yeah, that is that is the way he's operating today so anyways guys appreciate you all daddy oh happy opening day my friend max is on my way to cola right now from charleston to watch opening day love that love that tmac eight how many midweek w's hopefully a ton hopefully a ton uh austin greer not too many bruce ellingtons anymore indeed indeed yeah that's that's a good point i think austin though honestly that's more manageable than playing baseball and something else i mean basketball you're a great athlete um i think that's much easier to make that transition 
baseball, man, is it's just such a skill game, and it's so freaking hard. You need, you need all the reps you can get. I mean, I'm not trying to say basketball is not a tough game, but baseball is is just – I don't know, man. You're going to have a tough time winning a starting job over guys who have been out there all fall practicing. You know what I mean? Max says, the Clem Sucks game on Sunday at Founders is going to be wild, especially if it's 1-1 going in. I dropped 900 on tickets. Max, how many tickets did you buy? How much were tickets, man? How much were tickets? That's crazy. I mean, I hey, teach their own, my guy, but my goodness. 900 on tickets for baseball. That's that's impressive. That's impressive, no doubt. It's impressive, no doubt. Anyways, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Very excited here on this opening day. Um, you probably saw it on social media this morning, but our series preview graphics are back. We have once again teamed up with my good friend AUPPL, who does a fantastic job with our graphics. Truly appreciate him uh, rocking with us and, and, and bringing the heat on those graphics. We'll have those featured all season long on Fridays. Max says, because we'd sweep them in every sport if we win the series. Max, how, how many tickets did you get? Like, how much were they per ticket? I haven't looked at the tickets. Are they really that expensive? 900 on tickets seems, I mean, that's, hey, oh, 400. Okay, that's a little bit more manageable. That, that makes a little more sense. 900 seemed a little crazy. 900 for baseball seemed a little crazy. I ain't going to lie to you. So, anyways, guys, anything you're most excited to see on opening day? And, and, I'll, and I'll say this, guys. I'll go ahead and get out in front of it in regards to, you know, I, I'm not going to be at the game today. You know, last year, um, you know, I threw a tailgate the morning of like the opening weekend series and, um, you know, we threw one for the Clem Sucks game. And, you know, I, I don't know exactly what we're going to do this year, but you really just have to weigh things in regards to, you know, the time, effort, energy that it takes to put on certain events and, and you know, are they worth it? And it's, and it's just kind of like it is a tailgate for – the UMass Lowell game at 4 o'clock on a Friday or the UMass Lowell game even tomorrow, is, is it worth it? You know what I mean? And and I love throwing the tailgates. And if I feel like – if I felt like there was a real high demand for them, um, I would do so. But, you know, I, I've talked to a few people close to me in regards to how we're going to operate in business with, with going to games and events and stuff like that. I, I really think we're going to utilize the Carolina Alehouse events – as, hey, if you want to meet and greet with the Spurs Up show, you want to talk shop, whatever, that's probably going to be your place to do it um, because I'm probably going to be going to games to less, not more, right? Um, I don't know exactly which baseball games I'll go to. You know, I will obviously get to Founders Park at some point, but uh, I'm excited to create content from the studio. I, I really am. I really, really am excited to be creating content from here, from, uh, you know, Doing the thing, I, I think we're going to bring content at a much more elite level. Uh, Bruin Nation, great question. Any news on the big news? Uh, it is coming soon. I am waiting. I think the 21st we should have an announcement. It's just one of those things, Bruin Nation, that we're just waiting on a response from the other party and just getting everything finalized. There's paperwork to sign, all that, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I promise you, Bruin Nation, when it happens, you guys will know. Um, but yes, that's still happening. I know I haven't updated you guys in a while, but I'll just say this when, when, uh, when the legal side of things becomes involved, right. If anybody, if you've ever dealt with stuff like that, 
you know, it, it can take a little bit longer, right, to, to, to send documents, get documents back, sign paperwork, all the legal stuff, whatever. So uh, we are handling that on the back end. It's still coming. It's still coming. Very excited. But, uh, yeah, I'll let you guys know. So, yeah, Austin Greer, I'm like Ray Tanner right now, announcing an announcement. Um, <laughs> I, I may, and, and I might have, listen, I, I might have, I didn't jump the gun, but I didn't know the exact timeline of of when the announcement would happen, but just know that things are working behind closed doors. Let's just say that. Things are working behind the scenes and uh, really excited to share good news with you when it comes. So, yeah, I, I, I sound like Ray Tanner right now. We're going to be doing big things. We're not telling you what they are, but we are doing big things. Um, let's see. Big Game Boomer making his college basketball weekend picks. Big Game Boomer's got LSU beating South Carolina. And again, like I mentioned before, LSU has not won a game in the 2023 calendar year. So I know that the Gamecocks have had a rough season. But if you lose that one, to me, that's embarrassing. I, I, I know it's on the road. But LSU has literally not won a game since the calendar turned to 2023. And you're going to be the one they win? I mean, I don't even know what I'm picking, but my God, right? My God. So it'll be double dip tomorrow. Basketball plays at, what, one? Baseball plays at two? Going to be a lot of fun. So basketball will end before baseball is over, right? Going to be a great day. Going to be a great day for sure. Looking forward to it. And, uh... Yeah, going to be an exciting week. I mean, this is a fun time of year, man, when the, when the sports overlap, which unfortunately basketball will not be overlap. Well, we got women's basketball, though. When basketball and baseball overlap, because, again, it's truly content bleeding out of the eyeballs, and then we'll have, then we'll have uh, you know, spring practice will begin soon. The spring game's right around the corner. I mean, it's crazy to think, guys, the spring game's actually not even that far away. It's really not. Um, we get into the month of May. We'll start 100 days till – Till kickoff, right? So, John Edwards says, wouldn't be shot if we lose to LSU. He also says, I'm making hot dogs right now with cheese and onions. Love that, John Edwards. John Edwards making him some hot dogs. Love that, John Edwards. How about some opening day dogs? Not a bad move, John. Not a bad move at all. Not a bad move at all, my guy. Again, phone lines are open. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the continued love and support uh, in honor of opening day. Let me get a... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> All my Gamecock baseball fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The rally cry of the Yardcocks. And I thought that was what was so funny, by the way, a couple of weeks ago, is when they asked Kingston about, you know, what's your motto for this year's team? He's like, I don't know. We don't have one. Bro, the motto of South Carolina baseball is win anyway. Bottom line. End of story. End of discussion. It's win anyway. Win Freaking anyway. Truly, that's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. It was the motto of the best teams in school history. It was the motto of the Ray Tanner era. The motto of Gamecocks baseball, the motto of the Yardcocks is win anyway. That's it. So if you need a motto, there you go. You need a motto, there you go. Again, guys, really, really excited. Um, if we could have done it, I would have done like a live stream today with all the other games on and just watching college baseball and 
and all that. Chris Miller says, crazy when you think about it. Gamecocks athletics really is all year round, especially if we make it to Omaha. You really only get three to four weeks off between baseball and football. Chris Miller, you are preaching to the choir, my friend, when it comes to when it comes to content. I mean, Chris, it's 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 why I'm able to do what I do for a living, right? Because I'm not just a one-trick pony and we don't just do football, right? It's and and listen, look, hey. My good friend Michael Bratton, that SEC podcast, he just does football and he does damn well doing it. So, you know, football is king. Football moves the needle, right? And I mean, and I and I really think, like, if I if I wanted to, we could just talk football because I know you guys love football. Um, you know, people will talk football all year long, but you are right, Chris Miller. You are. I mean, it really is a year round thing. If you're not in the postseason, June is your most free month. But, I mean, it never stops, which is the beauty of it, truly. All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from? Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's up, my friend? How are you? I'm doing good. First things first, while I got it fresh on my mind, tomorrow night there's two shows, 7 and 9 p.m. at the Old Trolley Theater in Somerville. My dad is he- – Uncle Boudreaux, a.k.a. my father, is headlining – Either one of the shows or both of the shows. I can't remember. But, yeah, he's, he's got two shows at the Old Charlie Theater in Somerville. If, uh, yeah, if you're not doing anything tomorrow night after the baseball game is over, come out to Somerville. Beautiful. So. Will do. And I wanted to give you my prediction for all three games this weekend. Are you ready for it? Go ahead. Fire away. I got us winning today, three to two. Winning tomorrow, four to two, and then losing Sunday, three to two. Robbie, if we score nine runs in three games against UMass Lowell, I will punch myself in the face, like straight up. Oh, goodness. Fair enough, though. Fair enough. You're you're expecting three very close, low-scoring games. My God. I I just really, I really pray, Robbie Davis, I've never wanted you to be more wrong in my entire life. I really haven't. (laughs) I I just, I hope to God you you don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. That's not the real prediction. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it's it's fine if it is. Winning two out of three is fine, but. God, we need to score some runs. Like I tweeted this morning. No, it's like reason. I tweeted like I tweeted this morning. When Gamecocks baseball posted their, their hype video, I just said, for the love of God, please hit the baseball this year. That's it. <laughs> no, I was that was a that was a joke. That was a joke, but it backfired. Okay, anywho. Okay, the real predictions is this, okay? Six to three today. Mm-hmm. Seven to two tomorrow, and then we're gonna lose a nail biter on Sunday. Okay. Fair. Those enough. are the real predictions. Fair enough. I mean, listen, picking <laughs> scores of each individual game is really hard. I'll go on record today. If I had to lock in a prediction, I'll say. Eight to two yard cocks win today. I have no idea tomorrow, Sunday, but I'll go eight to two today. Eight 
I could live with that. I would take that in a heartbeat, to be honest with you. As a matter of fact, the first time I ever went to a baseball game ever in my life was one of the last games that Sarge Fry in Tennessee beat the bricks off of us. It was bad, like 19-4 to or something like that. Mm. It was horrible. I had fun, but it was horrible. But if you would have told me like a year later, I'd be two back-to-back years. I'd be watching like two years prior or after that. I'd be watching us win two national titles back-to-back. I would have called you crazy because that night we did not play well at all. They beat the bricks off of us, and it was horrible. It happens, man. Baseball is a crazy game. Hmm. That's a fact. That is a fact. And like you said also before, before, like all offseason, when it comes to baseball, there's no such thing as you being better than a team because, like you said, Coastal is proof of that. I mean, they won a, they won a national – did they win the national title? Coastal Carolina won the Olympics. national title in 2016. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have a great, if you don't, if you have an off day against anybody, doesn't matter if it's coastal, doesn't matter if it's UMass Lowell, God forbid, you have a bad, you have a bad outing, you're going to lose. Probably. Unless by some miracles you start hitting the ball and getting runs and your pitching gets better as the game goes on but we'll just have to wait and see and see where the chips fall indeed Robbie indeed indeed man it's gonna be a lot of you go ahead we better win Kingston because if we don't you're at your your butt's gonna be on on a bus going back to wherever the hell you came from all right I'm just saying because because I will find out where you live, help you pack your crap, and get you out of Columbia. I'm not joking. There is a standard when it comes to South Carolina baseball. Ray Tanner started it, and come Hades or high water, it needs to stay that way. Robbie, you ought to be a preacher. I think you'd be a good line well, of work. I think brother. that'd be a good line of work for you. Well, I got a brother that's a preacher. He lives in the upstate, as a matter of fact. Mm. Love that. Runs in the family. But, so, uh, anywho, I'm going to go ahead and get off of here. And whenever it gets closer to 4 o'clock, I'm going to try and find the baseball game. SEC Network Plus, my guy. SEC Network Plus. I will find it. One way or another, I will find it. All right, buddy. You have a you have a great weekend. Go yard cock and the heck with Clemson. Bunch of farming losers. Robbie, you're the man. I appreciate you. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from Robbie Davis, as always. Uh, Heath Hagler, no no grill today, my guy. The setup here at this at this place is not quite like the old 
uh, the old house I was in where we had the grill outside. I, I'll be honest with you, Heath, that was a lot of fun last year, but the quality was so bad, you might recall. The the video was so choppy. It was so blurry. Nah, man, we, we need to just be in studio. <clears throat> I guess I could have pulled out like a George Foreman or something like that, but I thought about doing an opening day stogie. I thought that might be a lot of fun, but, you know, we're just rocking and rolling as normal. Big washes, nice change of logo, but nothing beats the original Spurs up. Yeah, this is just for today. Just something special. Figured we've got this Rowdy Rooster logo, so why not? Why not? Yeah, Ranger Ryan, that's a great point. The culture start with Bobby Richardson in the 70s. You had June's Reigns as well. Uh, Ray Tanner. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, uh, I mean, you think about it, over like a 50-year span, we had three coaches. You know what I mean? So, or, yeah, two, maybe maybe two. I don't, I don't know. We, we, we did not have a lot of coaches, which means our coaches were winning, <clears throat> which means our coaches were winning for sure. So, uh, anyways, guys, let's go ahead and jump into the break. On the side, I want to continue to hear from you. More your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377 here on this Friday, February the 17th. Opening day. Really, really pumped. Four o'clock, first pitch. Gamecocks taking on UMass Lowell. And something I was thinking about in regards to tomorrow, the basketball team travels to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. And, you know, we all knew, we all knew that it was going to be a a rough season, if you will, right? We, we, we knew that. We knew that for sure. We knew it was going to be a rough season. But I don't know that we expected all of this. You know, a season that started with high hopes for Gigi, feels good, good to be good, good, has now turned into good, good, good God, is this season almost over? <laughs> I mean, that's the mindset of Gamecock fans when it comes to watching G.G. Jackson and this gagosh darn team. Travis says, I wonder if G.G. has more than 12 and 60 minutes. Who knows? Yeah, that's, that'll be a big thing. That'll be a big story to follow tomorrow. I, I, I think more important than anything, just what is what is the body language of this team? Has this team quit? I think that's the big question we're all asking ourselves. Has this team quit? Has this team mailed it in? There's five games left. You're playing for nothing. Has G.G. Jackson mailed it in? Has this team as a whole mailed it in? Or do we see a group that's able to finish this thing off the right way? And I know nobody wants to talk about basketball, and I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But the fact of the matter is you've got to finish the season. You have to finish the season. So you need to finish it the right way. I mean, that, that's Lamont. Lamont Paris's biggest challenge. Lamont Paris's biggest challenge is keeping this team motivated, is, is rallying the troops, is, is keeping guys invested and attacking the game the right way. That's his greatest challenge as a coach. What do you do to motivate guys? What do you do to get guys to show up 
and approach this thing the right way. Because I can handle losing. I can handle the fact that our roster is not very good. It's, 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 it's just not a good roster. But quitting on the season, is, is that acceptable? Quitting on the season and just mailing it in. I think that's what to watch, what what that's what's to watch tomorrow. I can't even spit it out. Gad says, "I wonder if Robbie smiles when he says to hell with Clem sucks, or does he have a scowl on his face? I'd imagine a scowl. I think a mix actually, because Robbie's a pretty happy guy, right?" Robbie's a pretty happy guy, so. Mm-mm-mm. How about this? We've got gambling lines for college baseball. Five to three now. Mizzou trails Oklahoma State, top of the fourth inning. They're in a tournament at Globe Life Field. Let's see. There's no gambling lines for South Carolina, but there's some great games today, man. Great series this weekend. Of course, you've got the the tournament featuring, you know, Vandy TCU play today. Tennessee, Arizona tonight is going to be a great game. Uh, Texas and Arkansas. You then look at some of the other big matchups. Stanford and Fullerton out there on the West Coast. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Tulane, UC Irvine, Indiana, Auburn's a cool one. Hey, how about Virginia Tech traveling to College of Charleston? Right? How about it? Travi, crazy our CLA holds 18,000. It showed with the women, but with the men, are there even 1,000 fans in the arena? Well, Travi, I'll, I'll say this, and I don't know if this is like officially unofficial or what the deal is, but I, I think it's like the worst kept secret out there that there's going to be a new basketball arena. Like South Carolina is going to get a new basketball arena uh, in the midst of all of these big projects. I think that's probably going to be one of them. And uh, from what I've heard, the rumor is it's going to be like a 9,000-seat arena, 10,000-seat arena, which which I think is so smart. I, I think 18,000 is far too many. CLA is like more of a, comp, uh, a a concert venue. You know what I mean? And I understand that the women have packed it out, but, I mean, dude, realistically, 18,000 for a basketball game, it, it's just a lot. Dude, no, nobody's really putting 18,000 in there. You know what I mean? So I think a nine or 10,000 – seat arena I think is better I think less is more in that scenario because you know what sucks when the men do put 9,000 in there or 10,000 and it still looks empty it still looks empty because the place is only halfway full you know what I mean so I, I think having a smaller arena I mean do you, you could almost at CLA just literally tape off the upper deck just let everybody sit in the lower bowl I mean you really could I don't know why at men's games, they don't just allow that. Just let everybody sit down low. Let everybody sit, because it ain't, it ain't sold out anyways, right? It ain't sold out. Not a chance. Not a chance. It ain't even remotely sold out. Mm-mm-mm. 
Anyways, guys, really excited for first pitch. Uh, you know, all, and I'll say this: all the breakdowns, all the previews—they've been done. Right now, what's left is let's take the field and and see what happens. So, John Edward example: Cameron Indoor Stadium in Durham holds over nine thousand. For example, yeah, I mean, Bruin Nation says look at Duke, indeed. Uh, Memory in R twenty six. The only baseball I watch is the Yardcocks. I may go see the River Dogs now and then. Not a huge baseball fan. I hear you, Marion. For me, it's interesting. I'll, I'll watch all the games. I. I I'm not saying that I do, right? Because I've, I've, you know, we got other things going on. We got a life outside of just sports, but, um, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I think that I, I love watching the other games. I love watching the other games, absolutely. So, um, Brendan M says, or Matt Jones says, I could see you move it to CLA if it was a big game. Brendan says UConn does it. They have their home games at Gamble Pavilion at stores, and they play some of the bigger games like our game at the XL Center in Hartford. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the CLA would still be used, no doubt. Um, I think it would definitely still be used, but, you know, we'll see. Anyways, let's jump to the phone lines. Awesome. Young Savage. Young Savage, what's up, man? How are you? How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Just just our New Year, like, we're fresh, right, for the moment time. So, how about you? How's your New Year going? I'm doing fantastic, man. Year's, uh... Years off to a great start, you know, blessed and highly favored. So I'm I'm doing great. Yeah, that's a blessing too. Um, this is today is the big day of opening day for the baseball season here, finally. And I cannot wait to excited. I cannot wait inside for a moment. Um, so we can talk about just like sports and baseball yourself. You know, every season that this is gonna be a good, good year for us. Yeah, I think this is going to be a solid year. I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. But, uh, I mean, dude, we, we've got the talent. We've got the roster. If we don't win, if we don't win, it's not because we, we don't have the players. You know what I mean? So, that, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. True, true, true. Um, I want to ask you some, a question. What's up? Like a, like, like a big um, question. What's up? So I heard someone on you. I hope I hope um, someone's on your DMs. And to be honest, I think my friend was commenting about you on on the show on your show on on, on social media so on like Instagram so like someone's name like um Cal or like someone's name Cal because someone has been texting you texting you like over there like blowing up your um, Instagram settings or something like that. I was like, oh my god, and I know there's one person who is just just no, it just um very um criticizing you for like those moments of someone has been being a Christian fan for weeks because they've been just of us since we went against them since last month the last year of twenty twenty two, and I think in my mind like this is a sign for a good um this is a sign for a good bad moment for for time. So his name is Cal. So he's going to he's going to come to me, but he's 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 playing um. Baseball and stuff, and to be honest, he he's going he's going he's like he's going to be around like he's been talking like talking shit for more than a time, and I cannot even imagine that it just gets on my nose record. And I know that it's been like Bill Sweet for this more, and I cannot even imagine like how you how you text and how you go on someone's DM like on Instagram, go on Bill Show um page and text me so much blowing up. It's like Chris feels like blowing up. Your phone, like I like me, like, like you cannot even go there. 
gonna even go to want to do another show and and, and talk about so much podcast and so much else. So like to be honest, you could I'm just like very um figure out because he just need he he needs a life. He needs to go. He needs to go some balls and just stay away from all of us and stay away from the fields himself and game cause because I know you've been I know you I know someone's been a Christmas fan so much and I know and then and I know someone's name. It's the one person the one only is Cal C A L. So I know I don't know his last name, but I know that I know you. I know you've been posting it like like months ago. So I can so I can screenshot it. So I screenshot it so I can see it by wiping my eyes and I'm like, what the fuck? And I can't even think of one. I know this person. I know this dude. And to be honest, I know he lives in Lexington, South Carolina. And to be honest, I cannot even imagine. So at the end of the day, I hope. We can beat Crimson once again in this baseball season, like we did last um year for Crimson football um last year, last year of 2022. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, listen, Young Savage, I I, I get all kinds of crazy DMs, mentions, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I it comes with the territory, man. I get paid to do it, so it's uh, it is what it is. Again, it comes with it, and uh, I mean, at this point, man, I kind of just laugh it all off. It it doesn't really matter. It's it's. You know, it it just is what it is. I mean, there's nothing really else to say. I mean, it's it's most of it is just really entertaining and and very funny. But uh, I don't take any of it personally, man. You you can't you can't do what I do, and I mean, I, I think that's you, you can't do what I do and take things personally from from complete strangers. I mean, it's yeah. you think about you think about how like the whole premise of social media and and how foolish yeah. we. You know, we we love ourselves more than anybody else ever could. We love ourselves, but we value the opinions. You know, we're, we're programmed to naturally value the opinions of others about ourselves more than our own, and that, that just doesn't make any sense. So you have to reprogram and re and and re. Uh, you know, you have to reprogram your mind to to be able to do what I do and, and realize that. You know, one of, one of the great laws is you don't take anything personally because it's everything that somebody's got to say to you about you. It's all a, reflect, a reflection of their life, their experience, what they have going on, what they're going through. None of it really has anything to do with you. You know what I mean? So that, that's why I'm able to, at this point, just laugh it off, keep it moving, um, control what I can control and focus on what's really important. And, and also, too, I mean, if you wouldn't take advice from someone, why would you take criticism mm -hmm. from them? You know, so yeah. anyways, it, it's just fun, man. The beauties and the banter, it's it's all in good fun. I like I said, I just I just really laugh at it at this point. And to be honest with you, I get I get like punctuated with someone somewhere else that someone has been bothering you on on your DMs and stuff, like talking about social media, like talking about on 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 the, on the podcast everywhere. Like I got this one person who is like who is a Christian baseball player, and his name is Layton Hall. So I hope. We can, I hope we can beat, beat them, beat them through this, this season. And I cannot wait, even wait for this moment. And I'm going to sit back and chill for life, So I ain't, ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to stay calm and say nothing. I ain't going to say shit. But um, if they want, if they want to get wowed up about this whole, whole situation about this um, Christmas football game, why y'all talking about it? And I can't even match it. So I, I think the, I think the Crimson Hills are just giving. Very um uh, nasty about about us and my mind told me that you cannot get this you cannot get this um ball trophy from, from us and to be honest, Chris Wilder is the best player of this entire of and I cannot even imagine that 
I just need to know what we're going to do. What you, what you go, what we going to do next? And I just need to know because we got a plan B because the baseball is just so it's opening today, and I cannot even imagine. I can't even wait for this today. And my mind is telling me that we need to we need to be doing it once of all, like one, two, three days, like Friday, Saturday, some for the for the weekend. And my mind is telling me that I we need to beat them, like for real, for real. And I can't even imagine. So I hope, I hope they would they would they would deserve this. I hope they I hope they get deserve it, and I hope we can win. They win against them, and they they did, and they will be deserved. For this morning, I found the rest of the, you know, the rest of the baseball season of the last. I can't even imagine. So, I hope, I hope we can do this. So we can do this for King, for Mike Kingsland, all the coaches out there, and also for Dave Kumo, Matthew Backer, Evan Stone, and Roman Kimball. Because I know Roman Kimball is not going to be on the Stone baseball season. Because I know he's not going to play this season. Yeah, I feel bad, and I really feel bad for. So I'm going to support him just in case for new players out there and all the all things. And I can't even wait. Even also Samuel uh, Simpson, Simpson too. He's a new player too, and I can't even imagine that he's a good player. So I, I just I, I just like to watch all the YouTube stuff for for the moment of time. So not to be prepared for the playoffs. So I can be prepared for this baseball season for everyone else is going to be imaginable. And I cannot even wait for it, but, um, this um competition to be. Very um light, light, very um highlight and very um sketchy, and I want to be sketchy for the moment of the of the post of this um previously um game for this um while to sit back and you know, enjoy the, um amazing while to cheer back for this baseball season to begin. So so I know this 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 today, and I cannot even want to say this for, and I got a lot of baggage, you know, a lot of baggage to handle, and. My mom, my, my my moment of uh, truth that I need to get this out because I know they need to win, to win Friday, to win um Saturday, to win Sunday, because we had this like this like moment of time to get this um prep up for this baseball season, like football season is. I'm just I'm just I'm just super prepared for this moment up, and I'm gonna sit in my I'm just not gonna talk crap about anyone else career or something like that. No, I'm not. No, no, that's not me. Now I cannot even do that anymore. But I'm just move on. Just let's just let's just move on for a moment of time to like have a good time. Just to sit there, enjoy the ride, and just build, get some, get some, all that stuff. And I can't even wait. So we can just see the like this baseball high scores, and that's and that's and that's who we are. And that's what we is. So we never will give up. So let's just make that very clear. And I will share that for you quick. I didn't. I, I will. I will say my mom started telling on my truth as a grown man. Because Savage is telling you why that the baseball season is starting today, and I even want to say I'm ready for this moment of time so we can have this more uh, fun or a conversation moment for me to let my guard down, let us down for a moment of time to have a great um baseball um season for a moment of time. So I hope. You will get this. So I'm just giving um Eric White for a good moment to not being prepared, not be well. I'm, I am prepared. I'm being, I'm am being prepared for this moment of time. So yeah, I got a lot, lot. I got a lot of shit to say, but you know how it goes. But I know people want want to boo all the stuff, but I, no, anyway. But first, I know I know we just beat Tennessee like last month, November. We got to be 
fantasy baseball this year. So I hope we can try that out. So we can just lay all lay all the layers out for this moment of time. So so you I hope you're in I hope you end this still so you're in? I'm still here, my guy. Yeah, I know I know you're in, but but I am just very very prepared for this moment of time. So we can we can just have a good have a Every time for this baseball season, and I cannot wait for this moment of time. I just, I'm just preparing for this. Well said, young savage. I appreciate you, my guy. Very, very good stuff. I that was just, I, I don't know how young savage. He just literally went on like a four minute nonstop without taking a breath rant. I appreciate the call. I do, I do. But my goodness, it is interesting how people. That, there's just some folks. Which is fine, right? I mean, it's fine. It's 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 a it's a Friday. We're chilling. We're yeah, Travi, just well said. Click. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's there's some folks that call into this show. Like you have the extremes, right? You have the extremes. Because you know, you got a guy like Dave Garrick, for example, that will call in, he spits out his question, he's off the line in five seconds. Call from Scotty. And then you got Young Savage. Scotty, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. How are you? Doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's up, man? Man, the jerseys are on. A few hours away. We've got an all-caps W in the bag. It is opening day. Finally, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's time to get rolling. Thank the Lord above. It is, ma'am. It is. We can finally... uh turn our attention away from basketball. <laughs> we can finally turn our attention away from basketball. Now I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm, uh, you know, looking forward to first pitch and just kind of seeing what we got. So. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know. I'm still skeptical about it, but at the end of the day, I'm still excited because you can't, you can't change the game of baseball. You know, the excitement is always going to be there no matter if it's high school, college, or, you know, MLB, especially for people like me and you, um, when it comes to the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. Dude, but I'm excited. I'm kind of glad they've got these tournaments going on because, you know, normally opening day is kind of always good teams playing terrible teams. But in baseball, you don't really have terrible teams, so to speak. But uh, I'm kind of glad for these tournaments because you got big name people playing big time people for, you know, the first game of the season. So. Mm-hmm. It's a big day, I think, in college sports in general. But uh, it's definitely a huge day for us fans for opening day as well. So, excited to get going, man. I was just going to call in and tell you that. Um, Will it be an opening day? And I'm sure I'll call in next week, talk about this weekend. But uh, I'll leave you with that. It was good talking to you as always. Um, But, yeah, it's opening day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Scotty, well said, my friend. I appreciate you. Always. Yeah, man. Take care. Great stuff from our good friend Scotty Griffin. Again, very, very excited. We're celebrating first pitch upcoming in just over two hours from Founders Park. Looking forward to another fantastic season of South Carolina baseball. Cannot wait to take it all in with you. I am giddy. I am pumped up. I'm fired up. I'm excited. And we'll see what happens. Maybe these guys are the ones, right? We sit here today. You never know in three months' time, four months' time, whatever. We could be sitting here talking about Omaha, right? We'd be sitting here talking about hosting a regional, hosting a super. You just never know. You never know what may take place. And 
Just excited to get it rolling. Guys, we're going to jump into one final break. Uh, on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. We'll close this thing out, and we'll get ready for first pitch. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 10 minutes or so here on the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. I see Braddock843, Yardcocks are back. Sorry, I missed my Daily Crow. Work's been busy the last few weeks. Hope all is well, my fellow Gamecocks. Braddock, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. Bruin Nation is Murdoch guilty, bro. I haven't watched us. I couldn't even tell you what's going on, bro. I, I just I haven't watched a single second. I'll be totally honest with you. Um, anyways, uh, Bruin Nation did have a question, though. He said, where did it go? Where'd your question go, Bruin Nation? Chris, if we lose two out of three and we only score 10 runs or less, do we have a Therapy Monday? Bruin Nation, if we lose two out of three, we will 110% have a Therapy Monday. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt it'll be Therapy Monday. No question. I, I will not be in the best mood on Monday if that were to happen. Um... Andrew Murphy, do you know if the game is going to be streamed on the one-cam broadcast like last year behind on plate? Andrew, I pray to God not. I, I didn't even think about that with not going to the games this weekend. Dude, it's South Carolina. We, we, have, we have the money to put, to put together a, a high-quality stream. Um, I, I will not be thrilled if that's the case. All right, let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from? It's Frank. Frank, what's up, man? How you doing? Hello, my brother. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's great to hear from you once again. What's going on? I'm just calling to wish everybody a happy opening day. I love that, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Very, very excited. I think it'll be a. Uh, I think we'll get it started in emphatic fashion. I would expect a big win today, but uh, yeah, no, I appreciate you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm very pumped for it. Who are we all, who are we starting with on the mound today? Uh, will, yeah, Sanders will get the ball. Yeah, Will Sanders will get the ball. Um, yep, he will go today. You'll have. Noah Hall go tomorrow, and then Jack Mahoney on Sunday. Oh, fantastic. Yep. All right, pal. I'm going to let you go. Let's go, Yardcox. Frank, I appreciate it, man. Well said. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah, man, you too. Great stuff from our friend Frank. Again, some calls are like that. Some calls are a little bit more long-winded. We love all the calls, though. We love all the calls. And I appreciate you guys, your guys, your loves, your support, your engagement. Hey, if you want your last-minute brush-up of UMass Lowell, uh, you know, predictions, projections, top storylines, what have you for this weekend. Listen to the podcast that dropped yesterday morning, episode, uh, what was it, 760, episode 760. Be sure to check it out. Again, full breakdown of everything happening this weekend, full breakdown of UMass Lowell. They are starting the left-hander today, LJ Keevan, who was pretty solid for them last year, but I'll be curious to see, you know, South Carolina facing a Southpaw out the gate uh, really excited for it to see how we handle that. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from John Edwards. John Edwards, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Happy day. Yeah, sorry about that. Happy opening day. Happy opening day to you, my friend. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, just I was probably calling to say that, and like I'll definitely be probably listening to the games today, the game today, because. Uh, Long story short, we have YouTube TV now, so I don't get SC Network Plus anymore, which is totally okay. Kind of like the radio broadcast personally. And I probably, um, I'm just going to come out and say, I probably won't <clears throat> that again. 
be able to keep up with the uh, game tomorrow because actually tomorrow at about 11, me and my parents are <clears throat> um, heading down to King Street, South Carolina for a memorial service because someone, my mom and dad taught in youth, their youth group way back when, not way back when, but years ago. Uh, she died suddenly Wednesday, so we're going over that tomorrow. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, my friend. Sorry yeah. to hear that. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, she actually babysat me and my other two siblings as kids. So I'm like, I'm going to go as well. So it's, it's going to be like a day thing. We'll go down, you know, for the service and come back later that night. But, um, yeah, I'll probably be able to check the game after the service, which is probably on. I love baseball as much as the next person, but got, you know, some high on the list tomorrow. Gotcha. So, well, yeah, it should be a fun weekend of baseball, my friend. Should be a fun weekend of baseball. Where, where did you say you were going for the yeah, memorial service again? Where, where is it at? Uh, it's a it's a ta- <clears throat> it's a town called King Street, South Carolina. Never even heard of it. How about that? Yeah, it's uh, gosh, I, see, I'm not even that small, but it's like I, I won't even be able to tell you what it's right. near or whatever. It's it's a small town and not small town, but it's like you know smaller than other places in the state, but. It, it's where I first saw it growing up, but yeah, mm, okay. That, that's where we're going tomorrow. So gotcha. that we're going for that tomorrow. So gotcha. Uh, be able to see some people tomorrow, but honestly, do it's like I'll get to see some people tomorrow at the service and after. But it's like, yeah, I get to see some people that knew me as a kid, but it's like not exactly we seem to see people. Gotcha. Honestly. Gotcha. So yeah, uh, hope we. Like I've already, I'll give you my quick thing of this weekend. I. I'd pick the sweep as well. I mean, you need to. Yeah, I mean, I think There's you. No sh- I think I think you should. I, I mean, I think with the arms you're trotting out there, I, I think absolutely, man, you should you should be able to sweep, no doubt. So you probably don't know. Let me ask you before I get out of here. We got like five minutes left, but we should know the lineup what, between two, three, and three. That safe to say between there. I w- I would say probably so. Yes, at the latest three o'clock, I think. Okay. At least, at least about an hour before is what they usually do, probably. Yeah. They put it down an hour before. All right, yeah, I'll keep an eye out for it and see who's playing. I'm not playing, but no, not really. Backtrack on that. But, um, yeah, so I call him real quick and hope you have a great opening day, bro. John, you're the man. I appreciate you. Have a great weekend, my friend. You too. Yeah. Absolutely, you too. Great stuff. Great stuff from John Ever. We just missed a call. If you want to call back in, you're more than welcome. Again, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Let's see. Uh, anyways, guys, really excited for first pitch. Opening day today, 4 o'clock. And it's beautiful weather out, too, man. Beautiful weather for opening day. Let's jump back to the line. Call from Chase Floyd. Chase, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I'll go holler at you real quick. Um. Uh, Happy opening day, as everyone else has said, excited for the season this year. Obviously, big, big baseball season coming up for college, get all the college stuff excited. And um, just want to let you know, uh, is that game, Are you said you're streaming the Discord, correct? That's at 4 o'clock, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to try to jump in there actually right after this and uh, stream some other games because I, I just downloaded Fire. Fox. I think that's the biggest reason why I wasn't able to right. stream anything. I've got YouTube TV and I've got Watch ESPN and all that. So I'm gonna try to, yeah. I'm gonna try to stream some other stuff yeah. too. So you know the other college baseball games. But yes, I'm planning on streaming the game, or Dalton's gonna stream it, or whatever. We will be in the hangout 
watching the game. Yes. Okay, cool. I just wanted to check with that because, I mean, I'm still working, but by four I should be in time to jump in, and I'm going to try to – I don't know how verbal I'll be while watching because I am getting ready for that cruise in the morning. So I'm going to rely yeah. on the Discord while my trip till Thursday keeping me up because I've heard sales service sucks while you're out on the ship. So yeah. uh, as far as, like, streaming video and stuff, but I think it says, like, basic, like, Facebook and stuff like that will work. So I don't know. But I'm going to try to stay in the loop with the sports and obviously the show when I can. You know, I am on vacation for my anniversary and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much I'm going to be tuned in, but I will be relying on you and the <laughs> rest of the Big Cock Club for my uh, updates on scores. So yeah. just wanted to touch base with that. So don't forget about me while I'm going this week. Yeah, no, you know, I got you, man. And I I, uh, I don't – I mean, I know you're on Twitter, so I, I always tweet out to end of three, end of six, and uh, typically I think the final – of the scores. So I, yeah, I, I will do my best yes. to update the scores and everything. All right. I just want to get my money's worth. This is a good week of getting my money's worth for the big guy. Yeah, I got you, really man. I got you. You know, you know, yeah, you, you know, I got you. You know, I got you. Uh, all right, bud. Well, you take it easy. I'll let you close up the show. I just wanted to holler and say, thank God it's here. We got baseball season excited. And I know you said uh, one more thing about Greenville. You didn't know if you were going to make it out for that Clemson game. I look at ticket prices, and I don't think I'm gonna make it either. But I don't know if you saw my text yesterday. If you are trying to go down to Clemson, I know you might. You think you might get uh, ran out of town, but I think me and my dad go try to go down there. So if you, you're trying to just go with some people, I think that Friday we're gonna try to make the trip just because it's so much cheaper to go down there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you know, man. I haven't decided exactly what my plans are, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. So. All right, man. Talk to you later. Have a good show. All right, brother. I appreciate you, Chase. You're the man. Thank you so much. And, yes, for those in the Big Cock Club and everybody else, really, we'll, we'll be keeping you up to date with the scores and, and everything else going on. Um, so, yeah, no worries there. That being said, guys, before we get out of here, because we've hit 2 o'clock, very excited first pitch at 4 to bring it in the right way. we got to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. One, two, and you all know the word, by the way, so you can jump in. One, two, Three, take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I never get back because it's root, root, root. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the yard cocks, if they don't win it's a shame for it's one two three strikes you're out at the old ball game let's go everybody happy opening day appreciate you all tuning in go cox beat umass lowell all weekend long and also best of luck to the court cox as well both men's and women's. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a fantastic weekend, and we will talk to you all on Monday. Play ball!